0: Welcome to Comfort.
1: Why have we always got to start like that? Uh,
0: well, Doing like, like a f- stupid like. Uh, uh, how would you like to? How would you like just to? Just like hello. <laughs> hello, welcome to Comfort. Death. And. And. Dark <laughs> okay. There we go. We we'll started though. You want to start? I think it. like
1: because of the subject matter is so dark. We need to sort of be more light-hearted.
0: So dark. I mean, mine's today. Mine's quite broad so is yours dark like
1: well <laughs> yeah <laughs> well <laughs> the podcast called confident in death and darkness well, yeah home. i
0: know that but mine is like we'll get to that soon anyway so we haven't recorded since the beginning of september hence why the last episode didn't come out until the 31st of december <laughs> but we're back we're gonna release weekly even if i have to record by myself
1: yeah you do that
0: you're a dick gonna record weekly i'm committing to that so yeah um anyway before we get started how you been tired okay what else is new I you
1: know i'm always tired i was hungry i was cold
0: cool um <laughs> i'm exactly the same except not always cold
1: i'm always cold even when i'm not cold i still like a blanket for coziness <laughs> like when i went down with my granddad so like him and my um, nanny were like are you cold do you want to eating on? I was like, no no, I'm like sufficiently warm. And we're like, well, why if you got a blanket like it's roasted? And I'm like, comfort. Very on brand. Yeah. Just like being cozy.
0: I just like being cozy. Hey, right? and that's always. As soon all you
1: as need. I get home and put my fat pants on. And life is good.
0: And life is good. Uh, right. Well, today we're gonna be doing the... How have you been? Oh thank you. I thought you'd never ask.
1: <laughs> you didn't give me a chance. <laughs> um,
0: I've been good. I've since the new year, I've been in the gym. Something's changed. Like, I've been to that gym a bunch of times, and something's changed where I actually want to go, even though I feel like I'm dying afterwards. Like, all my, well, my muscles are screaming at me at the minute.
1: I have no motivation to do stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I know.
1: need to get fit, though. I mean,
0: you don't have to.
1: Like, I know what I need to do to lose weight want to and do get it. fit. But I don't want to. Yeah. I like my food and I like being lazy. Well,
0: I was talking to Can you Imagine
1: the body I would have if I actually looked after myself. <laughs> I'd be smoking.
0: I mean, everyone could say that, Charles. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> well, I was I was talking to the PT at um at my wrestling training today and he was saying that um when he was at his best when he, w- when he looked his best and when he was like, he said competition ready, I think. And I don't know what competition that means. Like, I literally don't know what that means.
1: Bodybuilding.
0: I, I don't think he was a bodybuilder, but um he said that... the strongest man. Definitely not. Um, but he said that when he when he was at his fittest, that he just felt amazing all the time. Mm-hmm. And then I, I was listening to him say this and I was like, I wonder what that feels like. Yeah. <laughs> like, he just woke up, like, his alarm would go off in the morning. Bang, he's up, he's ready to go. Like he said, like if he had to start work at five o'clock in the morning, he'd wake up at half three, run round his block twenty times, then go home, get showered and go to work.
1: Nah. No, I mean not I, kinda, about that life. I kinda
0: wanna try it, but I don't mm. think I've g I, I, I value my sleep more. So mm.
1: <laughs> I'm more of a buy an exercise DVD and watch it with some snacks type of person. To be totally You're the type on. of person
0: who played Wii on the sofa, aren't you? Yeah. Waggled controls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just playing tennis while eating a cheeseburger. <laughs> Bless I you.
1: I feel like if I go on a diet, I'm going to have to do that thing like on that Facebook video when the kid's got like, the burger in front of him and he's just, like he sniffs it but then eats the apple and then sniffs the burger and then eats that apple. I so couldn't he- think of anything
0: worse. <laughs> that sounds horrible. That's like, Mmm, mmm, burger. A
1: bit after the <laughs> video, he ate the burger though.
0: This burger tastes weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, so
1: today on Comfort
0: in Death and Darkness Radio, it's a podcast on the internet. We're doing the ABCs of Death and Darkness, letter
1: B. Yeah. Was I actually right? I was petrifying because I got the wrong one.
0: <laughs> no, we've only done A. I don't. Do you remember what you did last time? It's been mm. that long. I know what you did. Did I not
1: do arson? Awesome? Nope. No. began with an A. N- no <laughs> shit <laughs> oh it was the acid bath killer acid bath killer yeah
0: i did alexander pierce and you'll be forgiven if you don't remember that because, <laughs> because it wasn't very good anyway so today we have b shall we wrap it up? the laptop died yay so 24 hours later we're trying this again
1: it's my laptop and Jay called it shit even though he bought me it
0: because yeah, I had that laptop and I thought it was good until I bought a different one.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> right, so we're going to rock, paper, scissors, and we're going to find out who's going first. You ready? Mm-hmm. Rock, paper, paper scissors, scissors, scissors fire. Uh, okay, we've done this job before. No. We've done this job before. <laughs> There's a whole episode called Rock, Paper, Scissors, Fire, Water Balloon. <laughs> I
1: know. Rock,
0: paper, scissors.
1: Damn it. You're going first.
0: I'm going first. Okay. Probably a good idea to get the boring one out of the way first.
1: Jake had scissors I had paper for the record. What? You had scissors and I had paper for the record. Oh
0: yeah, that's a good thing. Okay, so... The letter's B. I know that. (sighs) So tonight we have B is for... Can I guess? You won't get it.
1: Oh, is it someone's name? Yeah. Oh, that's okay.
0: (laughs) B is for Basson.
1: I've done that as well.
0: You, I can guarantee you haven't. I
1: oh, know, I haven't. <laughs> One day it might happen, though.
0: So, this guy's name is actually Dr. Wooter Basson. His last name.
1: Right. right.
0: you ready for this? I, I do want to say, like, I did was going to do, like, a few other things. Like, I was going to do, like, the big Bay Point Light. I did don't know you what not is, write
1: your notes down?
0: Not this time. I didn't have access to an actual pair of paper when I wrote these notes, so...
1: Why didn't you say I've got loads? i got loads for Christmas?
0: No, I didn't have access to any...
1: Why didn't you say? I've because got we, were loads. Your,
0: we were at your grandparents when I wrote this. Which one? where do you think? Sheila. No.
1: Oh, in London.
0: <laughs> yeah, wrote, that's why I was in the. They've v-
1: got loads of pens and paper. They're crafty people. Not crafty as in like devious, <laughs> like crafty as in like they make cards. <laughs> <laughs> They're
0: crafty. Okay. So on July 6th, 1950, Dr. Woota Basson was born and he's a South African cardiologist. He's also the former head of South Africa's secret chemical and biological warfare project. Jeez. Named Project Coast. Project what? Project Coast. Yeah.
1: Oh.
0: Like, I'm going to the coast today. Let's go and get fish and chips. This was during apartheid era South Africa. Now, I'm assuming you know what apartheid is. I'm judging by the blank stare on your face that you don't. It's basically just pure straight racism. Hmm.
1: That's Apar- not nice.
0: Yeah, it's where, like, basically the white people of... Uh, South Africa were not all of them, obviously, but they were saying like, if you're black, you're the lowest form of society. So I, I cast hate them aside. Like that
1: because it's just a colour, like yeah. skin. Skin doesn't make a person any different. Exactly,
0: exactly. Um, not according to this guy though. We'll get to that in a bit though. Stupid ass. Um. So in 1981, he was working as the personal physician of P. W. Botha. He was the he was somehow both. Prime Minister and President of South Africa. I was under the assumption that if you have a royal family, you have a prime minister. And if you don't have a royal family, you have a president. So I don't know how you have both in South Africa, but anyway. So while I was in that role, South Africa's Surgeon General at the time hired Dr. Basson to form a special unit of the South African Military Health Service named Seven Medical Battalion Group. (laughs) Missed off that last bit. The purpose of this job at Seven Medical was to collect information on the chemical and biological warfare capabilities of other countries, 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 aka Project Coast. He made a preliminary report after that was in and he was made head of Project Coast. So this guy now calls the shots of this like secret chemical weapons company for South Africa. He would then go on to hire around 200 researchers from around the world, got roughly 10 million dollars in annual funds and in 1982 was alleged to have been involved in the murder of 200 swapo prisoners arranged in something named operation duel what the hell swapo stands for the southwest african people's organization and it's a political party so 200 individuals
1: Jesus Christ. <clears throat> he's like a hitler
0: oh you know what pretty damn close you're not far off
1: when was this? Nineteen
0: fifty. Nineteen he was born then. This is nineteen eighty-two. Oh. at this point. I'm just gonna call it PC. All of PC's research was done entirely in secret and was in breach of International Biological and Toxins Weapon Convention, aka the B T W C AKA whew, Right, this is gonna be a long one already. <laughs> AKA The Convention of the Prohibition of the Development, Production and Stockpiling of Biologic b- sorry, bacteriological, biological, and toxin weapons and on their destruction.
1: Try and say that dead fast.
0: I don't want to go on. <laughs> right, let's try again. The Convention of the Prohibition of the Development, I- nah, I fucked it up. Mm. One more try. The Convention of the Prohibition of the Development, Production, and Stockpiling Bacteria. Nah, no me try. It's that word where it says uh, bacteriological. You it may try. Makes you trip over.
1: I'm, I'm crap at read and stuff. I'm, I'm gonna highlight first. it for you. The Convention of Prohibition of the Development, Production, Stockpiling Bacteriological Bacterial Toxins Weapons and Other. I the end. Oh, damn
0: it (laughs) you got so close (laughs) i think you win that one so that's fine
1: Uh oh i'm there do you ever read and think oh my god i'm reading and then your brain just like flops
0: (laughs) oh my god i'm reading
1: (laughs) mine does it all the time like when i'm reading out loud like do you know when i'm reading something out loud i think oh my god Um, i'm reading and then my brain just goes
0: (laughs) (laughs) i do know what you mean by thinking oh i haven't made a single mistake and then you make a mistake
1: Well, no, mine's just like, ooh, reading out loud, saying the words that I (laughs) see. Mess it up.
0: (laughs) Bless you. Um, So by 1989, Basson had created a bunch of companies in an attempt to distance himself and PC from the South African military, which would enable him and his team to access the necessary chemicals and channel funds into the research as they saw fit without as many hoops to jump through. So All my this is getting really shady. The front companies he set up were Delta G Scientific Company, Rood Platt Research Laboratories, aka RRL, Protechnic, and Infidel, with Infidel being split into two additional companies named D. John Truta Financial Consultants and Med Information Services. I told you this is a bit boring in places, but it gets juicy. Sorry, uh, uh, I fell asleep. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> Bassin had free reign to do whatever the hell he wanted in his role, which is how he was able to set up these companies.
1: Who gave him this job? Uh, the, surgeon
0: ge- the Surgeon General of South Africa. <laughs> yeah, and then he was made head of PC. So, so RRL were basically involved in developing chemicals and uh, biological pathogens, as well as allegedly being involved in genetic engineering Oh I'll get to that in a bit. Protechnic was a large nuclear, biological and chemical warfare plant that was in the business of developing defences against chemical weapons. Infidel, the one I mentioned that was split into two other companies, um, dealt with everything that I've just mentioned on a much smaller scale, focusing mostly on financial administration uh, sides of like the other businesses. And it's thought that Infidel was used to channel funds between the military and and the research facilities. So if you want to put a label on it, that's money laundering. Yeah. <laughs> so that's another thing he's guilty of. A lot of the employees of these companies weren't aware of what they were doing. What? They didn't know the bigger picture. Here. Yeah. They just came to work and did what they were told to do. Like, could you imagine, like, the place of business that you work, obviously I'm not going to say where you work, but the thing that you do, could you imagine if that was actually...
1: Happening. Behind the
0: scenes. I'm trying to come up with something stupid. Like, you're actually involved in the making of guns. Somehow, what you do
1: (laughs) is helping making guns. The thought of that, like, where I work and the thought of making guns is just too totally different.
0: I I know, but still, just imagine. Or where I work in a shop. So could you imagine if that was actually, like, spreading disease? Like, oh, let's lace these these toys with stuff and send them to the public. You don't know. Okay. (laughs) I wouldn't know that. Anyway, so that's neither <laughs> here nor there.
1: You'd be quite suspicious if you were lacing toys with powders and stuff though.
0: Yeah, but what if I didn't know that was that was happening? Think, oh this looks a bit dusty. <laughs> <laughs> Which admittedly some stuff does get really dusty. Um I'm not in the business of creating chemical weapons and <laughs> you <know>, Charlie. Anyway. I <laughs> don't
1: <That'll> make guns.
0: <laughs> so um PC and therefore Basson were allegedly involved in attacks and even assassinations against people who were members of the anti-apartheid movements going in South Africa at the time. In the 80s, there was a bit of, oh, it should be he said, she said, but it's they said, they said, because it's like two groups, as it was claimed that chemical weapons had been used as a means of crowd control by leaders in South Africa, Angola, and Namibia. The government claimed that chemical weapons were used against the South African troops. So the people are saying it was the government, and the government saying it was the people. Bassin apparently gave the CCB, the Civil Cooperation Bureau, chemical weapons for use against prominent anti-apartheid activists. Can you think of any anti-apartheid activist that was pretty big in South Africa?
1: I've got a picture of him in my head, but I don't know what he's called. Nelson Mandela, Mm
0: -hmm. yeah. Yeah, and then eventually, obviously, he was made president.
1: Yeah.
0: But that's pretty much why he went to prison Mm. in general, because he was trying to promote equality. And these guys didn't like that. Basson was also allowed to travel around the entire globe, gaining more and any information that he could on various chemical and biological warfare, while also setting up various shell and paper companies in addition to the ones he'd already made it's thought that the newer companies were set up for money laundering.
1: Sounds like a right knobhead.
0: When F.W. de Klerk became uh, South African president in 1990... Is he married? Who?
1: This bloke. Basson. Aye.
0: I don't know. I don't think so.
1: gonna say, I wouldn't put up with this shit.
0: When F.W. de Klerk became South African president in 1990, Klerk ordered the production of all chemical weapons and all chemical agents to be stopped and agents of a lethal nature to be destroyed. So what do you think Basson did?
1: Didn't destroy them.
0: He switched everyone's concentration towards chemical agents that were non-lethal, as well as chemicals that the government hadn't banned yet. Oh dear. So something might not kill you, but it could make your quality of life become zero. Yeah. Like it could make your brain dead or something like that. (laughs) <laughs> she wrote down, sneaky boy. Sneaky, sneaky. <laughs> In January 1993, after pressure from the United Nations, the United States and the United Kingdom, Project Coast was wound down. Why do you think it was wound down?
1: Because of the pressure.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I mean, you're not and wrong. Under pressure. <laughs>
1: ding, 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 ding. You're not
0: wrong, but the chemicals that they'd been looking into after... Were they
1: from overseas?
0: Well, after F.W. de Klerk's ruling included... Ecstasy and Mandrax. Two very illegal and bad substances. Yeah. It's believed that these were exported and sold to drug dealers prominent in anti-apartheid communities as well as possibly being used to create drug-laced tear gas. Oh, God. This basically government-funded agency was sending... Like, imagine a really bad area of America. It would be like the government pushing drugs to those neighbourhoods to try and make them OD or something like that, or just destroy them in some way. That's basically what they're trying to do. So one year prior to Project Coast being wound down in January 1992, FRELIMO, that's a, um, what's the word, an abbreviation, but it's in Portuguese. (laughs) And I don't want to try and pronounce it, but basically the English FRELIMO stands for the Mozambique Liberation Front. So Frelimo soldiers, or troops, during an operation were exposed to something that was believed to be a chemical agent. Some were hospitalized and some even died due to exposure of the agent. This led to the investigation from the Three Uniteds, US, UK, UN, which led to the downfall of Project Coast. Now here's the kicker. Basson was officially retired once PC was shut down. But then he was rehired to dismantle the project. What? What were they thinking? This guy is accused of so much stuff, so they rehire him to take it down. What are they thinking?
1: Probably thinking it's his best, he needs to clean it up, but then at the same time,
0: it's just giving him opportunities to cover up what he's done. Yeah. He's alleged to have profited from it too when some of the South African shell and paper companies were privatized. Even though they didn't do anything, he profited from it. Ooh. And as well as that, a little bit later on, the government carried out an investigation into the companies of Project Coast and found out that large amounts of chemicals and agents had gone missing between the shutdown and the investigation.
1: So he's taken it.
0: They've gone missing and no one knows where.
1: About who does?
0: Hmm. In the same year of 1993, the OSEO, the Office of Serious Economic Offences, started a then unheard of seven-year forensic audit on the business dealings of bassin it took seven years to meticulously go through everything associated with bassin just imagine that this guy has done so much stuff that the paperwork to actually go through it takes seven years
1: jesus christ
0: imagine that working working monday to friday night or five and all you're doing is going through these pieces of paper that tell you what this guy has bought sold looked into it's nuts seven years that's longer than i've worked at my current job <laughs> and it feels like i've been there forever <laughs>
1: same i started today i'm joking
0: <laughs> but that wasn't going to deter the south african government from hiring Basson for something else though in 1995 he was hired for transnet a transportation and infrastructure company it's more likely though that he was hired for some more secretive jobs Don't exactly know what, but that's more like the outcome. That job at Transnet, though, didn't last very long because new president of South Africa, Nelson Mandela, hired Basson to be an army surgeon, most likely due to pressure from the UK and the US, but also so that the government could keep tabs on him. Then in '96, South Africa's Truth and Reconciliation Commission, there's so many companies that are abbreviated in this, (laughs) the TRC, began an investigation into the South African Defence Force, and they determined that the South African army had more likely used lethal chemical toxins against African National Congress activists. This, of course, meant that Basson was connected to many, if not all, of these attacks. In 97, the CIA got involved and informed the South African government that Basson was intending to flee the country and instead was arrested in a sting operation in Pretoria, in 97 when arrested he had 100 tablets on his person can you guess what tablets he had on them ecstasy ecstasy don't know what he was gonna do with them but pop them he had a hundred oh, really? <laughs> he had a hundred of them
1: <laughs> maybe giving get- them out as christmas presents or not it
0: even if you went like to a chemist they would probably question you for buying a hundred paracetamol uh-huh. Miss... i think
1: you only meant to buy a certain amount at one time
0: definitely so when he was arrested, he was found to have something in his car that he really shouldn't have had. What do you think it was?
1: More ecstasy. <laughs> <laughs> Marijuana plants.
0: I mean, that would be... You, wouldn't, you would not be supposed to have that, you're right. Horse tranquilizer. What? Horse tranquilizer? Get. What he had in his car that he wasn't supposed to have was hundreds of documents of Project Coast secrets. This yeah. led the TRC to investigate Project Coast and the floodgates... Opened. They suspected that Basson had sold his secrets to the governments of countries such as Libya and Iraq.
1: Oh, damn.
0: Yeah, this is big. And surprisingly, not many people know about it. So then, more investigations opened up, including um, the National Intelligence Agency, the Gweteng Attorney General's Special Investigation Team, and the Netherlands Institute for South Africa, and all found that signs pointed back to Dr. Wouter Basson. Basson appeared before the Truth and Reconciliation Commission on July 31st, 1998, and he would give evidence to the Commission for 12 straight hours.
1: Jesus Christ. Non stop. Not even without a wee wee break.
0: Mm-mm. I mean, they might have had a recess here and there, but 12 hours straight, accumulatively. His lawyers didn't make it easy questioning, though, because they continuously interjected with legal technicalities. But this ended up being fruitless on their part, though, because the commission determined that Basson was the primary decision maker on all things Project Coast and that he should be tried in an actual court of law. As with all trials, it obviously takes a long time to gather evidence. That's why Joseph D'Angelo, you know, my favorite killer ever, <laughs> the uh, the Vicilia Ranzaka, the Golden Gate Killer, yeah. what else was he called? The original Night Stalker. Mm. That's why he still hasn't had his trial yet because there's just so much evidence to gather.
1: Yep, and I thought his trial was in April last year.
0: That was his hearing, like to, fi- oh. like to figure out what was like going to happen. But so with that being said, now this now keep this in mind for Joseph James D'Angelo. The trial began for Woot Basson on October fourth, nineteen ninety nine.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's about a year and a half after his original trial.
1: it's been a long time
0: now obviously D'Angelo didn't kill as many people as the stuff that Wouda was yeah
1: and there was no evidence to say that he did all of the women
0: well exactly there's this all spread out over a different amount of time doing all those things what Wouda did was kill people well not even Wouda but like the the chemical agents that his companies created made people die in groups yeah so being able to point the finger at him is easy to do but proving it yeah. is harder because evidence really isn't a thing that you can say, like, oh your fingerprint was on the gun. There is no gun. Yeah. <laughs> There's just a canister People. of tear gas that is largely clean. So it took place in Pretoria, South Africa, the uh the, the trial. And while on trial, the South African media nicknamed him Doctor Death. A name that would later go on to be used for American neurosurgeon Christopher Dunch. <laughs> we'll get to him eventually um, there's a, actually, while I'm on that subject Wondery made an amazing podcast on Dr. Death, it's actually fantastic they did like, um, I think it's about 10 episodes on Dr. Death really, really good podcast, I recommend checking it out if you haven't already but uh, yeah, really good um, anyway, back on to Dr. Basson. <laughs> so Basson was on trial and faced charges on 67 counts which included drug possession and trafficking, fraud and embezzlement, and he was thought to have embezzled 36 million South African rands. Today, I actually did the, took the time to find inflation calculators for both the UK and South Africa, and roughly, that would be the equivalent of 8.8 million pounds today. Jeez. Mm. He was also tried for theft, conspiracy to commit murder, And actual murder. (laughs) Uh, So how many people do you think he was put on murder? Like, how many people was he put on trial for the murder of?
1: 200.
0: 229. That's a lot.
1: Yep. Just imagine
0: how many people that is, though. Like, try and and imagine 229 people in a room.
1: Well, I can. (laughs) Exactly. It would be like when you're back at school, like when you're in assembly or something.
0: Yeah, like or a cinema. Yeah. Like every single seat in a fairly large There's cinema. There's probably
1: more seats in a cinema though. Uh,
0: it depends on the screen. <laughs> 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 I mean, that one we go to, where like I think isn't like this, the screen on scene showing that we'll go into, isn't that like...
1: The smallest one in there. The smallest one. I, th- yeah. I think
0: it's got like 50 seats in it. But even then, four of those, all dead. It's crazy. So the people prosecuting Bassin, prosecuting what did I just say there?
1: Prose- I, think, I think
0: my brain just shut down for a second. The people prosecuting Basson brought in 153 witnesses Jesus. to give testimony. However, the tide started shifting into Basson's favour though because on October 11th, 1999 Judge Willie... <laughs> Amazing name for a judge. Judge Willie Hudsonberg, dismissed six very important charges. One of which was the possible involvement of the deaths of 200 people in Namibia, stating that something that occurred in Namibia, or any other country for that matter, could not be tried in the South African court of law. What? Bullshit. Judge Hartzenberg, after 18 months of trial, reduced the number of charges from 67 to 46. During the entire trial, Basson's team only ever called one witness to present evidence in in his favour. Himself. <laughs> the only person defending Wut Abbasin Which was Wut Abbasin. In July of 2001 that's how long this trial went going on for. 2001, he began giving his own evidence and spoke for 40 days saying that he learned about weapons of mass destruction from Saddam Hussein. What? Yeah. That he had free reign to do whatever he wanted with Project Coast and that he did in fact exchange information with foreign governments. Here's the second kicker. All of that was technically legal. How? The defence argued that everything Basson did in Namibia should not be included in trial and that he should be given immunity and on April 22nd, 2002 Hartzenberg dismissed all remaining charges and granted Buddha Basson. Amnesty.
1: You're joking?
0: Nope. Hartzenberg would go on to call the case fragmented and confusing, citing it as mostly superficial. That was the culmination of a 30-month trial. Think about how much time has gone into that trial for the judge just to go, Nah, no, nah, superficial.
1: Ridiculous.
0: Utterly ridiculous. He was then allowed to continue travelling the world as a guest speaker... ...slash motivational speaker... What? Yeah. And even founded his own... So he's not in prison. Wait for it. And he even founded his own medical practice. What? That's ridiculous.
1: Oh yeah, come get some ecstasy. (laughs) (laughs) Could you not be charged on drug? Like, having drugs?
0: Hotsenberg threw it all out. In 2005, the highest court in South Africa... ...the Constitutional Court overturned the ruling of the supreme court of appeal in saying that the crimes were alleged to have been committed outside of the country could be prosecuted in south africa so everything that hotsenberg so said messed around. It, well everything that said has been reversed essentially
1: yeah
0: it's pretty much implied at this point that Basson used chemical weapons on people in namibia but even after the cc ruled that he could now be tried for those crimes the national prosecution authority was not in, uh, has not instituted proceedings against Basin for crimes against humanity. So even though they can, they haven't. In 2006, the Health Professions Council of South Africa, the HPCSA, seriously, there are so many abbreviated companies in this, <laughs> began its own investigation and four full indictments remain out of a possible seven that were originally levelled. Four years later, in May 2010, just think about how long this has gone on for.
1: Wait, what ages? Yeah. In May
0: 2010, Bassin applied to the High Court to have those charges leveled against him labelled as unlawful, unreasonable and unfair. The abdication was rejected, however, as the judge found that there wasn't any evidence at all that the HPCSA was biased or prejudiced against Basson. In December 2013, Basson was found guilty of unprofessional conduct on four charges. On June 4th, 2014, sentencing was postponed due to unavailability of counsel. And then on the 27th of March, 2019, so Gosh, it's almost yeah. it's almost a year, six years after being found guilty, the Gwetting High Court ruled that there was bias from the committee members that presided over the disciplinary hearing. The judge ruled that the HBCSA ruling instituted against Basson was unfair and showed a total disregard for Basson's rights. The hearing and unethical conduct charges were set aside.
1: Is that a joke? Mm-mm. So he's free? Yes. So he's just walking around? Yes. That is actually. As a ridiculous. motivational speaker. Motivational, so, my ass.
0: That's all my bullet points for that. But I've written a few more things. As I was wrapping up the research for this, I found a video on Basson that suggests that Project Coast, or a guy named Larry Ford, I can't figure out which it is, managed to create chemical weapons such as bubonic plague, what? botulism, typhoid, cholera, anthrax, and other germs, specifically named kaffa-killing germs. Kaffa? is the south african equivalent of the n-word these people specifically targeted black people they made ethnic biological weapons
1: that's absolutely horrible
0: and when asked about this in an interview what do you think basson was quoted as saying don't want to know you're about to because i'm playing the video right now
1: why is he not being locked up though i don't understand nobody does It'd be seventy this year. Ready for this? There was some
2: talk about an ethnic method. Project was working
3: on that was quote Black Bomb.
2: That was great, yeah, that was the most
0: fun I've had in my life.
1: Shut up. What a prick. He said Have you seen that he did he's literally just said that he did do it? So why the hell is he not locked up? Why the hell has nobody killed him or strung him up?
0: That was great. That was the most fun I've had in my life. That's what he just said. The interviewer called it Black Bomb. That's what the weapon was called. He's absolute human trash. That's putting it nicely. This guy's allowed to walk free.
1: That's absolutely ridiculous.
0: At this point, I think it's safe to say that he actually did have a hand in killing those 200 people. Obviously. Even if, you know, some South African courts say that he didn't. In another side note, which I'll put in um, in the companion pack for this episode, I found some pages from a magazine called New African with a cover story from a former intelligence officer to Project Coast. What do you think the quote said?
1: I don't
0: know. We deliberately spread AIDS in South Africa. That's a quote from a guy called Alexander Jones who worked for Project Coast. And that should tell you everything you need to know. About the good. absolute scumbag that is Dr. Wuda Basson.
1: Yep. It's made us annoyed that he's not... Dr. That was the
0: most fun I've ever had in my life. To what? Like, maybe on an intellectual intellectual level, when he's saying the actual research and development and trying to do it, it might have been good fun. But you just know that it was because he hates black yep. people specifically. Yeah. They found a way to target the things that make people look different they found a way to do that hopefully these files and these like methods of this have been locked away forever and like will never ever be found but yeah 229 people is what he's accused of having the hand in killing and that could have just been tip of the iceberg if he had been allowed to continue doing what he was doing god knows what would have
1: happened yep and he's still roaming the streets exactly so he probably would do something like that again then if he's free?
0: Well, no, he can't. How? Because he doesn't have access to this stuff anymore. He can't. He's literally not allowed to do yeah, this anymore. Yeah, but the stuff
1: that went missing?
0: Well, that's a, it's thought that all the stuff that went missing, it's thought that that's all gone to like other countries and they've used it since, like for crowd control or terrorism attacks or what yeah. have you. It, that's, it's implied that that's where that's gone. Yeah. But the fact that he learned about chemical weapons from Saddam Hussein, I mean, come on. That should tell you everything you need to know. Yep. Well, anyway, yeah, so B is for bastard. I mean, bassin. <laughs> Fucking scumbag. Yep. Right, would you like to go into yours now?
1: Uh, Yeah.
0: Alright, so, Charlie, what does B stand for?
1: My B stands for Breck Bedner. Breck
0: Bedner? Yeah. I have not heard of this person. Who is Breck Bedner?
1: So, Breck Bedner was a 14 year old boy who was a student at St. Bede's School in Redhill in Surrey.
0: Oh, so this is a UK story.
1: Cool. Yeah. Um, he was a member of the Air Training Corps, which is a British volunteer military youth organisation. His mother described him as being quite warm, relaxed, and like warm as in warm hearted. Mm-hmm. Um, Not and- temperature wise. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he had many friends and he would play it online with his friends.
0: When did this take place?
1: I'm going to get to that. Okay, sorry. Um. So Breck was passionate about computing and he would go online straight after school. Mm-hmm. A bit like most kids these days do. Kids? Well, you as well. <laughs> I'm saying after school. You did not go to school. After work. Um. So Breck's parents, Lauren and Barry, moved to England from the USA three years before Breck was born. They were quite a wealthy family and they lived in Catarum, I think that's how you say it. With three three other children who were triplets. So his younger siblings were triplets.
0: Could you imagine having that bad luck?
1: Breck's mother, Lauren, um limited his access to electronic devices, and she also installed parental controls to forbid him to interact with a boy online that she was quite suspicious of.
0: God damn, okay.
1: She said that his personality was changing. And his ideology was changing and that he was starting to refuse to attend church with them. Mm-hmm. And she felt like it was because of the negative influences surrounding on that game by this one particular person. Mm-hmm. Breck had been introduced to the six-person game um, at a youth club at church.
0: What was the six-person game?
1: I don't know. I couldn't find it anywhere. Hmm. I did search. But somebody probably knows. Um, So... Within this group that he joined was a boy called Lewis Daines, who was a little bit older than Breck, um, and he was described as the controller of the group. Mm-hmm. So he had the power, and he used to expel members and control the online group chat. So in the online group chat, it was mainly like communicate you communicated by voice rather than by like messaging. So
0: it was like voice chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So. Dane had told, well, Lewis Dane had told Breck fake stories of donating 2.5 million in Bitcoin to Syrian rebels and he would tell members that they didn't need school because he would provide them computing jobs for 100 grand a year.
0: This sounds so familiar.
1: Um, So Breck's mother Lauren called the police in December 2013 and expressed concerns around online grooming. She warned the police that her son might be in danger, but nothing ever really happened because the teens had been playing together online for several months prior to her saying anything and
0: you know in two thousand thirteen online policing still wasn't really a thing. it's fairly recent, yeah, that people have been like prosecuted for things they've done on the web on like on the internet
1: yeah so on the seventeenth of February, two thousand and fourteen um Breck's father, Barry, was expecting Breck to spend the entire weekend with him because his parents separated. Um, so he would spend the weekend with his dad mm-hmm. um, and he didn't turn up. So Barry texts Lauren, Breck's mum, and to say that he'd not arrived. Breck had travelled by taxi to Lewis Dane's flat. Uh, um... A few hours later, his siblings... 12-year-old triplets began to receive messages that their brother had been killed. Photos of Breck had been posted on social media and it was soon confirmed by police. The photos were shown Breck's body and they were posted to other members within the six-person online gaming group. Um, I I feel
0: like I've heard of the story, but I don't know where from.
1: Well, just wait. So... Word spread and people are messaging the triplet, saying, "Is it true about your brother? Because if it is, it's so sad."
0: These kids are twelve. Why would you message them that?
1: Yeah. So police and paramedics were called to the flat by Lewis Danes. What? We'll get. I'll, I'll get that in a second. So when they got there, there was stab wounds to his neck, and they were unable to save him, and he died at the scene.
0: Fuck.
1: Um. 19-year-old Lewis Danes was an unemployed computer engineer, and he met Breck online playing the game. Wait,
0: he was a computer engineer, but he was unemployed?
1: No, but that's probably what he did before that. Yeah. Or he had a degree in that. Suggesting
0: why did he get fired, or like why did he not have a job at that time?
1: He looked younger than 19, and he was nicknamed the Babyface Killer.
0: Ooh. That's another B.
1: His parents split when he was 16 and he lived alone in a flat that was owned by his grandparents. And he was described as reclusive by neighbours.
0: So people would fucking describe me.
1: Yeah. He also had Asperger's syndrome, which affects your ability to make sound judgments.
0: That explains a lot.
1: Um, Prosecutor Richard Whittam um, told the court the prosecution case was that at the time of the murder, Breck was age 14 and the law makes specific Provision for the murder of a child involving a sexual or sadistic motivation, so the case was advanced. Mm. Um, sexual. Well, or sadistic, it says. Okay, yeah, but still, um, Lewis was given a life sentence with a minimum of twenty-five years.
0: There should be no minimum.
1: And Crown Prosecutor Jenny Hopkins said that Lewis Staines even though he was only eighteen at the time he committed Breck's murder, was a controlling and manipulative, uh, controlling and. Min, um,
0: Manipulative.
1: And min- manipu-
0: manipulative. manip...
1: Manipulative. And manipulative individual who carefully planned out his crimes. Well, his crime. Sorry. Um, the degree of planning and manipulation by Lewis Daines is shocking. And when you consider the young ages of the perpetrator and the victim, it stands out as one of the most cruel, violent and unusual cases we've ever dealt with. Um. So... Did he
0: just do it for the the, the thrill or...? He said something to him online and he just said, right, I'm going to kill this kid now.
1: I don't think anyone knows really because they're trying to get all the information. Still? from No, but wait there. So he rang 999 and said, I grabbed the knife and stabbed him in the back of the neck. I believe somewhere near the brain stem.
0: He He knows about anatomy. He knew exactly what he was doing.
1: I need you to send police and a forensic team to my address
0: a forensic team yeah
1: that's what he requested and when police arrived they found a bag of duct tape which was used to tie like to tie Breck up and then um, Lewis's computer was in water in a bid to destroy any evidence against him fuck so have the 999 call
0: oh damn
1: so I'll show you a picture of him so you understand what he's 19 but he looks very baby faced
0: he was 19. He was 19. He looks at like 12.
1: Yeah. Essex Place Emergency.
3: Hi there. Um Okay. Uh hello. Um I need police and a forensics team to my address please.
2: What do you mean? What's happened?
3: My friend and I got into an altercation and i'm the only one who came out alive
2: are you telling me you've killed somebody
3: yes i am god
2: damn. right and who am i speaking to my
3: name is lewis danes i'm 18 years old and i live
2: right okay and what's actually happened
3: my friend came to stay the night with me yesterday feeling very down feeling suicidal and I woke up this morning. He was in a mess. I tried to calm him down. I hugged him, then said that I was there for him. He grabbed. He he shrugged me off.
2: Can you can you just bear with me a second? Don't tell me any more, okay?
0: He sounds like he's making it up on the spot.
2: Yeah. You're telling me he is definitely dead.
3: I'm tell- yes. I'm telling you he's definitely dead.
2: Bear with me a second.
0: She's probably thinking, what the fuck am I dealing with right now?
2: Yeah. Right, okay, Lewis, I need you to just take me back through that again. So what happened last night?
3: Okay. He came to stay with me because he was feeling down. What's his name? Breck. B-R-E-C-K. Bednar. B-E-D-N-E-R. Sorry, uh,
2: B-R-E-C-K. Breck. Yes. And then his surname is?
3: Bednar. B-E-D-N-E-R.
2: Okay, so he came to stay with you.
3: I can explain this to the officers when they uh, get I get there.
2: I need to take these initial I, details. I know,
3: I know. I, he came to stay with me the night. I did my best to comfort him. I woke up this morning. He was in a mess. I tried again. Right, just
2: slow down again, Lewis. I need to take these details. So did you have an argument with him last night?
3: No, we were fine.
2: You were fighting? No,
3: no, we were fine. We were fine last night. We both went to sleep. I said that we were fine.
2: Okay, but why did he come to stay with you?
3: Because he was fed up with his home life.
2: Right, because he was fed up with his home life. He's got,
3: look, he's had a lot of problems. I've known him for a long time. He came to stay with me. I was in Thailand last week on holiday. He was in Spain on holiday. Right, okay, okay, okay. both got back.
2: So, um, you both went to bed, and then what's happened this morning?
3: I woke up. He was just standing up. He was in a mess hands on his face. I got up, I put my arms around him, and I said it was okay. He just shrugged me off and said no. Some, I can't remember exactly what he said. He he was going on about how he didn't want to go home, he was fed up with his life, and he, he didn't want to go.
2: Right, and okay.
3: He I have a penknife on the side of, sorry, in my room adjacent to my bed. I have a chest of drawers. After shaving, the TV and stuff on there. I had a penknife on there, folded. He picked it up, opened it, and then lost control. Is I a very meticulous? Go down. Person. Let me
2: just let me just take those details here. Penknife on the bedside table. Brett grabbed this. Yeah. What in order to harm himself?
3: No, in order to harm me. He opened it and right, then lost okay. control.
2: To harm and opened it. Um, it. States he lost control. I yep.
3: in self defense put my left arm up to block him from stabbing me effectively we struggled i got him to the ground he got up i got the knife can okay. you can you not interrupt me with this part
2: okay go on okay
1: i have heard this before
3: anyway,
2: yeah
3: i grabbed the knife and I stabbed him once in the back of the neck, I believe somewhere near the brain stem. He turned around, tried to carry it on, and I i think I stumbled on my chest of drawers. I fell over. I got back up, backed away, and then I, I don't remember exactly what happened, but the fight ended with me cutting his throat. I believe I turned around, and I slashed his throat. No, he, fell.
0: he specifically he fell asked face
3: first on my bed
0: to not I be interrupted so that he had yeah. an infamy record.
3: He fell onto the floor.
0: He did this so that this video yeah. could exist.
3: His throat was properly cut.
2: And he's still on the floor. Yes.
3: I fell onto the bed face first. I was I was trying to compress the wound right, at that okay. time and Lewis, are on. you
2: still in the room where Breck is? No. Where are you?
3: Look, this don't okay, don't interrupt me, just let me explain this if this is being recorded. I
0: want a recording of this I
3: felt like
2: Right, is is the the house where you are is where you are and where Breck is, yeah? yeah?
3: I but felt, you're
2: you're in another room, are you?
3: Yes, I felt like taking my own life. I, I I don't remember what happened after that. All I know is I dropped the knife in my hallway. I stripped down and just sat in the shower.
2: Right, you've left the weapon in the hallway. Yes. And have spent how long sitting in the shower?
3: I, I I don't know. Are the, are the police on their way? I can hear someone.
2: They are, they are. Okay, I'm um,
3: going to go and do my part. Please, thank you for your help. Right, just listen.
0: Wow. To yeah. me, it sounds like he wanted that as a record. Like he, when he was asking twice not to be interrupted, he was asking so that he could have a record of what he'd done uninterrupted. ...could be freely accessible for anyone to listen to. Yep. That's unreal. It also really did sound like he was making it up as he went.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Didn't it? So, the Breck Foundation was established by Breck's family... ...to raise awareness of online dangers. And his story's been featured on many real-life documentaries. Um, The crime happened in 2014... And in 2019, an article was published on the BBC News stating that Lewis Daines is taunting the Bednar family from prison.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: So Chloe Breck's sister, one of the triplets, said Lewis sent her messages on Snapchat. Snapchat? Yeah, saying, I know where your brother is buried and I'm going to smash his tombstone.
0: What the actual fuck? Yeah. What a sadistic motherfucker.
1: So the family believe there is nothing the police can do because it's an American app, but Snapchat and Snapchat's been criticised for a delay in handling handing over the details to police, and all of the data for the investigation mm-hmm. claims. And um, the prime minister at the time said the government's expected to reach an agreement with the U.S. under the new Crime Overseas Production Order Act, which would give law enforcement's a- law enforcement agencies the power to obtain electronic data. Um, so, is that Sna- called like
0: COPO or something? Huh? Is that like abbreviated as COPO? Crime, Overseas, Protection,
1: no, Prosecution. I, and then it's ACT on the end.
0: Also, COPPA. <laughs>
1: um, so, Snapchat said, We understand how upsetting the situation is for the Bednar family. We have provided advice on restoring privacy settings and we have also terminated the user's account.
0: Don't terminate the account. Oh, fuck's sake. And that is the story of?
1: Breck Bedner
0: Also, Babyface Killer. Yeah. You did a double whammy
1: there. Yeah.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: It is really dangerous what could happen from doing stuff online, though.
0: Just look at GTA Online. Like, Grand Theft Auto Online. It's an 18-rated game. Yet, if you log into the online game, you will hear shitloads of children. Yeah. Like, teenagers, 12-year-olds, loads of them. So easy for a grown man or a grown woman to just get on there, befriend someone, and this happens again.
1: Yep. It's like people meeting people from like online dating apps and never meeting in person before, mm-hmm. and then traveling to meet someone on their own without telling people because they're embarrassed, mm-hmm. and then you never know what these dangers could be.
0: Like, I think in this day and age, in 29, well, I say 2019, there, 2020 how you meet someone shouldn't really be the thing that's frowned upon the yeah it's frowned upon is if you don't tell someone
1: yeah if you're a catfish as well
0: tell someone yeah that's it. but tell someone where you're going say oh i'm meeting this guy i'm meeting this girl at this bar on this day at this time yeah and that way if something happens you can then say to the police oh my friend's gone missing and this is where they were last one and they
1: were meeting someone that they've met online.
0: exactly but again, that doesn't happen when it comes to a fourteen-year-old kid playing an online video game. Yep. Like to me, that sounds like Minecraft. Yeah. Like you can easily meet someone in an online chat room, and then get added to a Minecraft server. That's I've it,
1: never it, played Minecraft. To be it could have
0: been Minecraft. It could. It could be anything really. Because, but like when you say six players, that really eliminates certain games. Like it's probably not going to be six players. Uh, Overwatch. Wait, oh, no. You said for twenty fourteen. No, it yeah. wouldn't, wouldn't have been Overwatch then. Or was it? Could it have been Overwatch?
1: Well, it was 2013 to 14, really.
0: 13? No, it probably wasn't Overwatch. But still, it could be League of Legends. I can't I can't remember. But anyway, it just shows you how easy it is for.
1: Overwatch didn't come out till 2016. Yeah,
0: I thought so. But it just shows you how easy it is for predators, not just sexual predators, but predators to feed on the naivety of children because i don't care what 15 14 13 year old says even 16 year olds they are still children yeah you're children until the age of 18 until you're legally allowed to join the army you're not allowed to do certain stuff it's there to protect you you're not allowed to drink in this country, it's 18. In America, it's 21. In some places, it's 13. I know, but still. <laughs> but these laws are there to protect children.
1: The not Newcastle, to... you get it from birth. Actually.
0: No, exactly. <laughs> That's in the privacy of your own home, though. Not bars. <laughs> um, these laws are there to protect children, but a lot of children rebel against it, thinking it's a punishment when it's not.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like when a, children, when a child isn't allowed an 18-rated game, because it's 18 and they're not 18. It's there because there's stuff in that game you are not supposed to see yet. Now, I know, say you're playing an 18-minute game and you're 17. Big whoop. Yeah. But 14? Yeah. Or 12? Nah, that doesn't sit right with me. No. It doesn't. You should still be playing, like, Uncharted. That's, an eight, that, that's a 15. Like, the only thing... Like, by all means, play a, a game with guns in it but a game where you actually have to, like, torture someone or there's, like, lewd acts in it. Yeah. Like, that doesn't sit right with me. But this guy obviously had, like, what was the killer called again? Lewis? Lewis Daines. Lewis Daines. He obviously had a screw loose, but he did that, to me, anyway, he killed that kid, Breck, and he rang the police. That was, the, even the phone call was part of his plan because him saying i don't want you to interrupt me sounds like to me he wanted to have an actual record of what he did and be able to like have that as his legacy yeah and in my mind he actually thinks he's going to get out after 25 years mm, probably just we so can do it again <sighs> and all is wrong with the world
1: <laughs> yep
0: well, um, I don't have any news this week apart from um, obviously all the, uh, the the bushfires in Australia are r- still raging, and it's one of the most horrifying things to happen in a while. Yeah. So all of sending that real love to
1: everyone affected, exactly, and the animals.
0: Um, however, did you hear about that? Um, are you familiar with OnlyFans? Yeah. It's what like like nude yeah. photos and videos and
1: that. I was gonna get it to sell pictures on my feet okay i wasn't really <laughs> <laughs> nobody wants to say At my least you know
0: that's an option um
1: I've, I've seen this girl on youtube and she got it to sell her bikini pics on from holiday mm-hmm. and she made like i think it was like four grand or something in two yeah. weeks
0: people pay abnormal amounts for stuff like this um but there's a, a, a girl out there i can't remember her name um but she has raised i think about half a million dollars for a charity that's helping people who've been affected by the bushfires in Australia by selling online nude photos for $10 a pop.
1: Jeez.
0: $10 a pop and just raised half a million. <laughs> Think about how many people have paid here. So, you know, from every bad thing, there's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> there's a great meme as well. Like it's a a, um, a picture of the lass was like, raised that money. Mm-hmm. And then it's a, a paint drawn of a guy saluting her and also his erection is <laughs> saluting her. So, yeah, I enjoyed that. Um, other than that, though...
1: I might start one f- to fund my alcohol habits. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have
0: an alcohol habit. Gin. You don't drink gin as much as you claim to drink. Unless you do and you're hiding it from me. I'll take your silence silences. I do have a bar me. in my bedroom. I, mean, I know, but do you need help
1: maybe <laughs> that's why i've got shaky hands
0: okay well we actually have an email so
1: is it from your mom
0: no it's not from your mom
1: <laughs> is it from your dad
0: no it's not from my dad why would you have seen that <laughs> so so every single week we ask you to send us what is the creepiest thing that happened to you we want to know what the creepiest thing that's ever happened to you is. What the story is, what happened leading up to it, what happened after it. That's the deal. You can email us at cidadpodcast at gmail.com, cdadpodcast at gmail.com. And we have a response from a one, Catherine Y. You know her as Katie.
1: Oh, yeah, Katie.
0: Yep. So this is this is her email. Also, you, know, you said put um a dad joke in the subject line. Yeah, she actually did that. She actually, wrote, wrote. hi, hi, hungry. I'm dad. Um, <laughs> so here's the email. Hey, Charlie and Jacob. Hi, hi. Just started listening to the podcast a few weeks ago, so I hope you're still wanting these. Of course we are. No, Jake. <laughs> Jake, there are many. It's just really like five years there. Creepy things that I've told you, and the following may be one. Most of them have happened at my former or. Uh, at my former, your current place of work. (laughs) That's good to know. (laughs) One of the creepiest things that has happened to me was at Kielder Castle. October 2016 was my best friend's Hindu. She is well into creepy stuff, so instead of going out, we organised a paranormal evening at Kielder Castle with a professional paranormal investigation company. That sounds (laughs) amazing.
1: Sounds really good.
0: (laughs) It started at 7, but Work being work, I finished at 6 and had a one and a half hour drive, so I was a little late to the investigation. Shocking. My friend Sarah told the investigators, but never mentioned my name, important, that I'd be joining them a little late. I arrived between half seven and quarter to eight and found the group in a derelict building which was used for storage. The group had already introduced themselves to the area slash buildings, giving their names Again, my name be never being uttered. When I joined the group, they were conducting an investigation with a spirit box. Standard ghost adventures conditions. Almost pitch black, cold, etc. Which kill there is in general. I approach the group and the investigator asks how many spirits there are. And the box says... Katie. The fuck? The investigator asks who Katie is. And Sarah says her, pointing at me.
1: Oh, that's nice.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We then sit in a circle and the investigator catches me up, fires up the spirit box again and says, Katie. And it says, Katie, almost immediately. I go icy, starting at the top of my head and spreading down to my feet. The The feeling vanished almost as quickly as it started and seemed to disappear through the soles of my feet. Later... We stand in a different room of the derelict building in a circle and ask for the and ask the spirit to do something. Items were thrown, but the scariest thing was that a floorboard that both myself and Sarah were standing on moved under our feet, and we heard a man laugh directly behind us. <sighs> All that was behind us, literally less than one step back, not enough space for someone to be standing there was the outer wall. No rooms behind the wall. Just outside. The end. Love Katie. (laughs)
1: That's some weird shit.
0: That sounds incredible. I I wanna wanna go. go. (laughs) (laughs) Well thank you very much, Katie. That um spooky. I like it. Spooky. We need more stuff like that. Like stories. I'm trying to find more stories like that for the podcast. Where like it's not just murders it's you know i was playing hopscotch with a ghost um <laughs> i don't know where hopscotch came from
1: i read something on facebook the other day and it was like this woman had married a pirate ghost <laughs> i know why pirate There, <laughs> i need to find it why uh, pirate i don't know there woman woman who married ghost of 300 year old pirate says her beliefs are no different to believing in god
0: she looks like an absolute Fruit Loop. Jesus Christ!
1: Yeah, Amanda Large Teague or something she's called.
0: Amanda Large Teague. I
1: think it says Teague. Does is, isn't it?
0: Why is her name Lodge? Or teague.
1: You was meditating the first time. She says she met the ghost of three hundred year old Haitian pirate. She she thought she. W- Wait,
0: it's a Haitian pirate.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what did I say?
0: I'm not laughing at that. I'm laughing at the fact that it's a Haitian pirate.
1: Um, How was that funny? How was that funny? I didn't
0: think there was pirates in Haiti.
1: Um, She thought he was rude to interrupt her solitude. So she told him to leave and then he showed up again. The third time he visited um, Amanda of Northern Ireland, she decided to talk to him. After she communicated with the ghost for several months, she said she became convinced it was Jack who later claimed had inspired the character of Captain Jack Sparrow.
0: What the actual hell is going on right now?
1: I know. Um, Her journey of spiritual discovery led her, led her she said, mm. to marry Jack in 2016 on a boat in the Atlantic Ocean in a ceremony officiated by a self-described shaman.
0: <laughs> a shaman?
1: Shaman, yeah. <laughs> There's loads of photos of it in <gasps> Who's
0: she posing with?
1: This <laughs> is me, <my> husband.
0: <laughs> eh?
1: <Hey>. There, look. <laughs> she just kind of stood of, in front of a skeleton flag. A Jolly Roger flag. <laughs> she That's had brilliant. a previous marriage to a physical being for six years and had five children with her physical being like any normal couple Amanda and Draco on dates have rouse and even have sex she even appeared on Loose Women on Valentine's what? Day 2018 as she revealed she buys her ghostly hubby a glass of rum when they go on date nights to their local pub fucking okay hell
0: does she nick it as she leaves
1: probably I wouldn't waste my money <laughs>
0: Oh my god. People, man. People. (sighs) Right, I think that's a good note to end it on.
1: There is no provision in UK law for, like, to marry a dead person.
0: Which you can?
1: So the couple took, yeah. Marrying a dead person is legal in certain countries, such as France, Singapore, China. So by going under the waters to get married, which aren't governed by any particular country, Jack and Amanda's union could be unhelped, unheld.
0: Oh my God! Right. Okay, we're ending this now. Oh, That's sort enough. Of no, podcast no, no! You went, oh need listen to listen into the
1: next bit. Only twelve people were allowed on the board, so Amanda and Jack invited their closest friends and family. <laughs> <near 10> <laughs> and Jack, e-
0: Haitian Jack,
1: and she now signs all her documentation as married. Bloody you hell! Know? In
0: other news, she also stares at the wall and shouts apricots for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> she sounds like an actual Fruit Loop. <laughs> going back to uh, to Katie's story though, I wouldn't mind going to like a really creepy place and doing like a Ouija board or something,
1: mm.
0: just to see. However, I know you'd push the push the thing though. <laughs> you'd push the planchette, probably and you just you'd spell something backwards so i, thought, so I wouldn't know what it was but you'd Fatty. Like, i want chicken nuggets <laughs> Probably.
1: 20 chicken nuggets please <laughs>
0: when we go home we are to um, <laughs> they
1: brought the new fight, like spicy ones back and no, i'm not a <sighs> fan of them special they no. need to bring back the double quarter pounders
0: we're going to bring that up no order. <laughs> anyway, so thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you like this, you can rate us on iTunes and on Stitcher and on Podchaser. Please, it helps us a lot. I think that's what a lot of podcasters say. Um, in fact, if you go to ratemypodcast.com forward slash death, it makes it really easy to do that. It gives you like links specifically to our podcast on the podcast apps that you can rate. So like Stitcher, like Podchaser, like Apple, uh, Apple Podcasts. So uh, you can find us on literally every single one. I've made sure that we're available almost everywhere. I think the only one I've missed so far is Pandora, because you have to have, it's, I think Pandora's only um US at the minute, um, but we're on literally everything else. Um, While I'm on the subject of Podcast apps. Hey Google Podcasts. I know <laughs>
1: you did that on purpose.
0: <laughs> Get fucked <laughs> because I said, "Hey Google." It didn't work. That that's fine. That's um, fine. Google Podcasts, please make your app a little bit more fleshed out. Because if I want to delete a podcast right now, I block download podcasts, and if I want to delete them, I have to click on the episode, click on a button, click remove go back to the next list, go back on the podcast, click on the button, remove. Please let me batch download and batch edit thing, uh, batch remove things. Anyway, we're available on there as well as iTunes and everything else and Spotify and the like. Um Again, if you want to send an email like Katie did, you can send us an email at cidadpodcast at gmail.com, cidadpodcast at gmail.com and I think that about wraps it up. Also, uh, yeah, we're on we're on Twitter as um, at Comfort and DD. We're at um, Comfort and Death and Darkness on Instagram. And if you go on Facebook.com forward slash Dad podcast, we are there as well. Have you got anything left to say, Charlie?
1: Mm, nope.
0: All right, well. I need a wee wee. Uh, okay, you need a wee wee. Is that your happy ending? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not until I've had a wee wee.
0: Okay. And mine is that we're going to the cinema immediately after this. Um,
1: we're going to see screen and scene where you don't know why it is till it starts. And that's exactly what I like about it.
0: Exactly. Um, I still
1: need to see cats, even though it looks abysmal.
0: I think abysmal's giving it a, a nice thing.
1: Like, do you know how cats is meant to be absolutely shocking? Uh huh. So, one of my friends on Facebook said, um, The film wasn't even finished. The CGI was all over the shop. It had people's feet sinking through the floors. Uh, Faces were floating around and they remixed some of the songs so they sound completely different to the the original.
0: Feet sinking through the floors. Yeah, that's why I need to
1: see it. So I can see (laughs) how bad it is.
0: Do you think it's going to be like the room levels of good?
1: Fucking hate that film.
0: such a good film. Anyway, right, it's so,
1: really not it's the worst film i've ever seen that and freddie got fingered is probably <laughs> a play with the worst films back i've ever men, seen the back with men. i can go back with best. You and can. i hated that one that was screen and scene the one
0: thank you for calling how may i help you
1: no i don't mind that was it that one i didn't mind did it sorry to bother you yeah i didn't mind that one you know it was the one about the anchor man and he was like pretending that he was still like he wasn't an was, anchorman. He was, anchor man. was, he he not, was an eighties film star. Oh, was he? You mind blown. Yeah, Mindhorn. <laughs> Mindhorn I hate me. Absolutely hate Mind
0: blown was amazing. Hey, Charlie.
1: Oh my god, no! This sh- jinga. No, it was shocking. So good. <laughs> Did we not go and see something shocking at the cinema? What was it? That horror film.
0: Oh yeah, Black Black, Black, Black Christmas. Christmas. Black, um, Night. <laughs> Black Christmas. That was
1: shocking as well.
0: That was awful. Like legitimately awful. Like like ultra levels of bad. That, that, that was probably the worst film to come out in 2019. Yeah. Hands down. Not just worst horror, worst movie. And cats. <laughs> and cats, yeah. Even though I'm not. At least it, yeah. cats had some entertainment value from what I've heard. Like it was <laughs> it was terrible, but it was funny terrible. Um anyway, so you're about to hear a little snippet of some audio. It's from a video that's on our social media channels. Um, and basically at the beginning of the last episode, I said that we were going to release a podcast every single week throughout this entire year. And if I don't, this is what happens. Oh, shit. Oh! Oh! No! Oh! Okay. Yeah, that's why I'm
2: going to release an episode every single
0: week.
1: Oh! I know that is not me spanking him.
0: Uh, yeah, that is a good point to make. That is the sound of me getting chopped. Now, I'm training in professional wrestling. And a chop is the act of essentially slapping someone on the chest.
1: But I'm not being funny, like, I'm not getting any punishment for not doing it. So yeah. I could easily say to you, yeah, I'm not recording this week, just so you gets chopped.
0: I did not think this through.
1: You really didn't. <laughs> but you've done it now. <laughs>
0: oh, shit
1: i'm not recording next week
0: to all the people that um have chopped me let's go back on the agreement his chest is still red
1: (laughs) a day later what have you done to my fiance you assholes
0: i asked for it
1: that's even more (laughs) stupid that's the stupidest (laughs) thing i've ever heard can you chop us, please
0: it's basically my way of saying that there will be an episode every week so you I'd better let me put, fucking record. Hey, actually, I've even said- What happens I go uh, Disney? I've even stated that if I can't, if you can't record, I record one myself, just by just me by myself. Yeah. So if it has to, that will happen.
1: Why would you do that though? Traitor?
0: Traitor? This is, hey, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're the one that's making me get chopped. <laughs> if I'm going to get chopped, I'm going to make it so that I don't.
1: I'll fucking chop you. Into pieces.
0: And you wouldn't even work it either. Anyway, thank you for listening, everybody. And we will see you next week.
1: Are you ending this podcast? Yes. Well chop chop?
0: Oh, okay.
1: (laughs) That was bad. That was bad. I've got shit crack, I know. (laughs) Let's go to the cinema. (laughs) Good night.
0: How did I forget that and you remember?
1: don't let the bedbugs bite I used to hate that you know like when you my grandma used to say it was all the time when I said it she'd go Good night night don't let the bed bugs bite and I would tell her and tell her every time she said it not to say that part because I would never go to sleep for ages thinking that the bed like the bed was going to eat us <laughs> it was that only that last year <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> joking <laughs> no I was quite little <laughs>
0: and scene <laughs>